you find, I suppose, back in the day, and I'll admit, you know, when when I was first new to it, you you try and um, you get your new achievement standard, and you you kind of, I don't know, I'd do a, a a bubble chart or something, and try break it down, and you know, get the kids thinking about different aspects within the the question or the achievement standard. And if I was brutally honest, that's not how I'd want to start an achievement. So I was like, how, you know, how, how can we pump this up? How can we get kids excited, you know, and all of that? So you're listening to the NZPE Teacher Cast, a podcast sharing some of the inspirational stories from amazing teachers and educators within New Zealand and around the world. Today's episode is sponsored by Learning With Games. Engage your students in the classroom with high-quality game-based and gamification resources. With supporting video and downloadable templates, Learning With Games makes it easy for you to implement game-based learning. Check it out now at www.learningwith.games. Kia ora everyone and welcome to episode 39 of the NZPE TeacherCast. Uh, today's guest uh, joins us from Lindisfarne College, which is in the lovely Hawke's Bay. And his name is Henry Harland. And how I came across Henry was uh, I, I'm quite uh, I'm quite active on Instagram. I have a I have an account which is kind of a combination of education and personal and I mishmash the two together. But anyway... I stumbled across some of the content that Henry was sharing and he had some really interesting things, particularly around something called hype videos, which he's going to tell us a little bit about shortly. So uh, Henry, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you. Before we get started, can you tell us a little bit about your teaching background and experience and a few tidbits about your school and the students you teach? Um, originally from England, uh, been in New Zealand about, well, 10 years almost now. Uh, first came to New Zealand as a, as a gap tutor at Lindisfarne College. Spent about nine months here and absolutely loved it, loved the school, um, loved Hawke's Bay and, and loved New Zealand. Um, did a lot of travelling while I was here. Um, also, obviously, uh, fell in love with a local girl, hence uh, I've kind of come back as well. So, yeah, flew back to England, did my degree in Nottingham and then, uh, yeah, came out here did my teacher training, and uh, then I got my first job um, down the road at Central Hawke's Bay College, which was a kind of a big co-ed, co-ed school of about 800 or so students. And, um, yeah, then I got a job back here at Lindisfarne College, which is uh, all-boys Presbyterian um, boarding school uh, with around 500 pupils, um, ranging from year 7s to year 13. So, yeah, it's awesome. Was it was it hard leaving the UK and coming back over here? I mean, that's that's a massive move, especially for a Kiwi less. Yeah, <laughs> for a Kiwi female. Yeah, um, that was worth worth it. But yeah, obviously, miss friends and family, and um, but no, just just the New Zealand lifestyle just really suits me. Um, it's outdoorsy, you know. You get stuck in. Um, yeah, it's just just a lot of doing stuff and that and that. Yeah. I love that. So, yeah, and now um, having a family and uh, raising a young family, um, I couldn't think of a better place to raise them. Uh, not that there was anything wrong with growing up in England, but, um, yeah, no, New Zealand's an awesome place. So, yeah. How, how many kids do you have? So I've got three three girls. Um, wow. Yeah, two, wow. three girls. 
um, twins, 15 months old. So, yeah, they're just adding to the, the crazy fun going on at the moment. So, yeah. Nice. Well, yeah. You, you must have um, quite a significant workload having three young ones and, and you have this role as a boarding house master as well, which to me seems like every teacher's dream because you get, you know, free board, free food, free utilities. But obviously there's a big workload aligned to that. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah. So, um, yeah, like... There are there are perks and bonuses, I suppose you you could um, say, but um, not you know if if you're purely going into it for those reasons, that's in my opinion is is the wrong reason. Um, but yeah, no, I I just love it. I I went to a boarding school myself, and uh, I had had a lot of role models at at um, and positive experiences at boarding school, and yeah, I really I really like the whole boarding idea and wanted to try and pass them on. So I'm I'm now into my third year. And I'm in charge of the year sevens to year nines. So that's about kind of 70, 70 ish students. And then I've got some year 13s who are my kind of senior leaders and, you know, who, who help me. And, and they're like the, the whole big brother type scenario to these, to these younger kids. So, so yeah, so life is busy. <laughs> Obviously teaching, taking sports teams, boarding a family, but, but busy's good. Busy's good for me. Um, yeah, it's a way of life. So. Yeah, you mentioned you mentioned when you were at boarding school, you had some role models. Were those role models like um, older students within the boarding system, or were they teachers, or what did you mean by that? Yeah, so a oh, bit of both. I just had an awesome housemaster. Yeah, funny enough, he was the PE teacher, so as well, he was he was a, a Welshman. So yeah, no, I just yeah, I actually wrote my letter the other day, just a bit old school, I know, but yeah, just to say thank you and. Um, yeah, just he's yeah he's part of the reason why I'm here doing what I'm doing. I reckon he was just yeah I just got a lot out of him and um, yeah I looked up to him a lot. And if I can pass on half of what he passed on to me, um, I'd be happy for these boys. So yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. And I think you know he would have really appreciated you taking the time to to pen a letter to him. And I think that's really awesome. And I think being able to show gratitude and stuff like that to the people that have um, I guess led us down a particular path because of our interactions with them. I think that's really awesome. Yeah, no, he's, um, he's not on the internet. So he did, he, well, he got his <laughs> wife to uh, actually Facebook me back. So that was quite cool. But yeah, no, he's, um, yeah, yeah. He's, he's like I say, played a big part and yeah, I, yeah. If, if I can, like I say, pass on yep. the values that he taught me and things like that to, to these young, young guys and, um, yeah, it would be awesome. So you're you're fairly active on social media, and you're one of the. There, there seems to be, particularly in New Zealand, very few educators embracing Instagram. Yeah. So what's what's what's, yeah, there the, is. what's the attraction of engaging with others on social media? Will there maybe a focus on Instagram as a platform? Yeah. Well, personally, social me social media is awesome. Um, social media. I think yeah, it opens it opens up a much wider kind of forum for learning and. And sharing good practices that because everyone has good practices, it just yeah allows you to share and enables you to reach, um, I suppose a, a more diverse range of people uh, other than your little school bubble type thing or your little local area or or things like that. So yeah, just just opens 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 the whole world up really. So that that's what really attracted me, I suppose. Um, first, because you know your, your traditional learning often relies on the whole back in the day the right on the board, the memorizing, things like that, whereas social media allows learning through kind of questioning, you know, discussion, you know, you got your forums and um, and all of those things. So, yeah, you can you can absorb everything that's going on around you. So that's, that's really why I love it because it's, 
you can just yeah you can share and yeah pick pick people's minds all over the world so yeah so yeah. you obviously you obviously share but but you you mentioned that you also use it as a bit of a learning tool for yourself yeah so yeah so obviously i i, I just i just share anything i i find useful or, or some little things that that work for me but yeah sharing with people around the world is is cool but you know, Twitter's, well, that's probably one of the kind of first ones I really jumped on with the whole education thing because, yeah, I think that, that kind of blew up. I don't think that's originally what Twitter was probably designed for, but it seems that a lot of educators have gravitated towards that one and, you know, went to a lot of, a lot of um, like the, the whole webinars and, the, you know, the, the questions and things like that. So I find that really, really useful. And, um, yeah, I found that personally really good to start out on that um, journey and, you know, sharing things like that and getting ideas and asking questions uh, of other educators in New Zealand and uh, around the world. Yeah, it does seem, it does seem to be really popular with educators and it's especially with Twitter, it's that really quick fix where you can just search for something or you can just have a quick swipe through your feed and see what's happening and see what your, um, your peers or your colleagues or your close network are doing and stuff like that. So Twitter's really cool, but I, I think, you know, as technology is evolving and developing mm. and um, video is becoming more accessible, yeah. I'm re- really, really enjoying the opportunities that Instagram provides. And I think that's why I like Instagram more. Like, I prefer seeing pictures and things like that, to be honest. You know, I, I, yeah. the last thing I want to do is, you know, read through, you troll through lots of, you know, lots of content, things like that. You know, so um, if I had to pick a platform, to definitely at the moment it would be kind of Instagram, and um, yeah, I just love it for its visual nature, uh, nature, visual nature. So yeah, hey, I, I guess I had on the podcast uh, a few episodes ago, Dr. Craig Harrison. He asked me a question about um, how do you ensure that the the context of the message that you're trying to convey is passed on through that platform. And he was talking specifically about Twitter, I think, where you have those limitations of however many characters uh, they've recently doubled up, but what I like about Instagram is you can upload a 30 second video, but then you can, yeah, you've got uh, something like 1500 characters. You can write a whole story about that so that you can provide the context, which makes that the opportunity to take some learning away from the content you share is much easier for the person consuming it. And yeah, getting the, getting the message across. And also now you've got the whole Instagram TV thing now. So I'm kind of just trialing having a bit of play with that because originally you could only put up like a minute long clips and things like that. So I've been starting to try to do a few of those and see how that goes down and see if people get any benefit out of it. But yeah, the whole um, Instagram TV allows you to do obviously a lot longer than a minute. So, so yeah, so yeah, like you say, it's, yeah, you can get more, more across, I suppose. So yeah. Why, why do you think our learning area is so suited to the integration of technology? Well, yeah, I, I personally think because it is part of today's evolving society, you know, um, great emphasis on connectivity with students, with, with everyone, and, you know, students, all, all students have devices and, you know, iPhones, whatever, with, with um, recording um, things on it, and it's basically an extension of themselves. So I... I just think PE is an up and moving subject and it's, it's really suited to obviously instant feedback. It's suited to technology and there's so many apps designed for people to get up and moving and get people going that it just links nicely to it personally. That's, that's why I think, you know, is out there, you know, you got, you got VR headsets um, coming quite big as well. And, and the, the amount of apps that are out there, 
you know, and it's all kind of chasing dinosaurs and, you know, doing treasure hunts and it's all to get people moving and active. So, yeah, I just think it, it lends itself really well to, um, yeah, different kind of strands and aspects in our subjects. So it's really cool, cool to see. I'd like to comment on instant feedback and, you know, that's that's the type of student we have in front of us today. They're, they want they want that instant gratification. They want it now. They, well, they want it yesterday. Um, and if, if you can provide it right there and then, then you're going to see awesome results with what you do. But if you are holding back and you're doing a more traditional chalk and talk and you're not engaging with them at their level, then you're going to have, you're putting up big barriers, I think. And, and that's the really, for me, the really cool thing about technology is that um, you can be become more efficient. You can reach more people. You can generate more dialogue. Um, there's just, she's got so much power there with that. So um, yeah, you identified some really good things. And just, just kind of elaborating on that a little bit, like an, an example was basically the, the whole, um, you know, there's, there's an app out there, you can get it on anything, like the whole video delay thing. And uh, I'll just, I think I got into about last year and yeah, I love using that whole video delay because it, it's, it's just feedback for the kids. So an exa- a real basic example where I used it was with with the high jump. You know, back in the day, you set up the uh, the high jump mats. You have kind of two lines, people taking off on the left foot, people taking off the right foot, and, you know, and then and then you're trying to talk through each one of them as they come up almost with the technique. You've taken off on the wrong foot, et cetera. Some of them, some of them get it. Some of them look at you like, no, I didn't. And then, then it's you said versus he said. And then, so, yeah, so what I did is I set up the, uh, the iPad on a tripod, tripod at the back of the um of the the gym and then we've got a apple tv now which is awesome so yeah just just chuck on the video delay and then uh, the guys can obviously do their jump roll off the mat and then just watch themselves as they're going back to the line they got that instant feedback they can see what they did well see what they need to work on and um yeah and give peer feedback and all of those things so yeah uh, it's it's really good so and the power of them seeing themselves like and before you had stuff like that available to you you'd you'd show them you'd say look you weren't doing this properly here here's look at this video of this dude world champion and but that has no they can't relate to that you know if they're looking at themselves they can they enjoy watching themselves i enjoy watching myself do sport they love it and they just they just take more on board yeah, no, it's yeah, it's awesome. So, how do you think we can ensure that the way we implement technology in PE is not just a substitute, but rather the basis for like good pedagogy and authentic learning? So, as with anything, for me personally, the key is to give it a go. So, first, you know, see see how it works, see how it can work, hone your skills, and then then from that, you will make good authentic learning for the for the learners for the students. For me personally, feedback is is really key. Okay, from the students, um, especially as you know, some some things will work, some things won't work. It's it's constructive criticism, um, and that's how us as teachers or, or you know as as educators can keep evolving and adapting and making sure it is authentic learning for for the um, for the students. So. Yeah, I don't. I don't take it personally because not everything works. I tell you now, some things fall flat on their faces, and um, and yeah, and and it sounds great on paper or in my mind, but yeah, when 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 you do it, yeah, yeah, realize we didn't get much out of that. But yeah, so I, I always ask the students for feedback. I don't just you know I want them to give um, tell me why it was bad or why it didn't work or why it was rubbish. Not just say it's rubbish. I need you know I need work on. So so yeah so. 
um, just, yeah, to make good authentic learning, I just, you just need to keep evolving, keep adapting and um, keep thinking and implementing new ideas. I think, no, I think that's a really good answer. And I think you've hit the nail on the head in terms of one of the challenges we see. Um, I, I think I, I think I read, saw a statistic just yesterday that 69% of the teaching population in New Zealand is over the age of 40, which is a huge statistic. And we have a bunch of educators who have been in a job a long time. Maybe they're seeing the end of their career, maybe not, but they are reluctant to engage with something like technology because it's scary and they're scared of failing. But that's part of being, uh, I, I think that's best practice these days, is being prepared to fail for, being prepared to make mistakes, um, learn from your mistakes, get feedback from the students. And it sounds, to me, it sounds like you're being a little bit hard on yourself. I bet some of the stuff you do is really cool. But as long as you are prepared to say, okay, well, my students have said this, this, and this. Um, okay, what can I do next time to make sure that I address those concerns with them? And I go back to one of the very first things that I went, I, I took a risk for, is that when my, when I embraced flip learning and we were, I was doing this um, trialing out with my class and, and then one day, one of, you know, it was about the third lesson, the kid puts his hand up and he says, look, condo, which is what they called me back then at Wellington High School, he said, we, re we really we really like what you're trying to do here and we can see the value, but man, you're like real monotone and you, <laughs> uh, you ask us to watch these videos yeah. at night and I'm, we're falling asleep. Can you, can you get yourself Pump a little excited? A yeah. And you know, that was, I took that on board and, and I'm, I'm a very, like, I'm not a confident speaker. My, I'm getting better at it, but um, I, I had to make a, a real effort and I had to make sure that I put myself uh, somewhere right away from my family because if I'm if I'm in my house, then I, I be very quiet because my kids are asleep. So I need to go somewhere. I need to get excited beforehand. I need to put it through my head, I, the, what I want to pass on in terms of excitement and energy. Um, and But that came from learning from mistakes. It came from me trying to get kids to watch and listen to me speak in a very monotone and quiet voice, which didn't work for them. Um, so as long as you're prepared to learn from these failings, and they're not even really failings, as long as you're prepared to learn, then you've just got, I think we owe it to our kids to get out there and just smash it and just do everything we can to address them at their level. And we're asking them to do it, so why, why can't we do it? So, yeah, no, I, and, and it's cool for them to see us giving things a go like that and trying things and, and showing failure is not all bad or, you know, changing is not all bad and taking feedback on and, you know, and rolling with it. So I think it, I just think it works for everyone. So, yeah. So tell us about your hype videos. What are they and, and how do you use them with your students? So that kind of links to the whole monotone thing, you know, like you find, I suppose, back in the day, and I'll admit, you know, when, when I was first new to it, you, you try and um, you get your new achievement standard and you, you'd kind of, I don't know, I'd do a, a, a bubble chart or something and try break it down and, you know, get the kids thinking about different aspects within the, the question or the achievement standard. And if I was brutally honest, that's not how I'd want to start an achievement. I was like, how, you know, how, how can we pump this up? How can we get kids excited, you know, and all of that? So, so yeah, kind of stumbled across, I suppose, um, a few years ago, this I was at a course somewhere I can't remember where, and, and a girl said she um, she used to obviously video her lessons and things like that, and she made kind of um, highlights, reels, and things like that for the kids, and, they, and 
as you said earlier, we all love watching ourselves, you know, play sport and everything. The kids just got in behind it and loved, you know, being on the, the highlight reel for the the unit, whatever it was on. So, so I went on iMovies and I thought about doing that, and I did one for my football team for the for the season, and you know, they all loved that, and so it was really cool. But yeah, and then and then within iMovies, you can do like a movie or um, or trailers. And it's really simple. Um, so I do a trailer for basically do a trailer for each achievement standard. And these are like the, the big blockbuster movie trailers. So you get real dramatic music and everything. And it's really simple to do. It just it tells you where to put pictures and where to put movies and um, videos in. It jams it all together. It tells you where to do some writing. So I, I do the intro of the achievement standard. I do some keywords from it and give them little kind of um, teasers about what's happening. And yeah, and um, then they come in, put the video on, turn up the music. We kind of watch it and uh, yeah, they get pumped and they get hyped. And uh, yeah, and if they're not, I play it again and we get pumped and hyped again. So hey. So you use you've how many times have you done that with your kids? Um, so I, I'll, yeah, so I've done one for each achievement standard at level one and level two that we we do here currently, and I've I've done it for like the last three years now, I suppose. So yeah, I'll be honest, I need to update them now because the the pictures and I've I used some students in it back in the day as well. They're, they're long gone; they've all got long hair and beards now. So yeah, I need to update that. So yeah, so about three years now and. It was this year that the, the students actually asked me, oh, sir, is there a hype video for this achievement standard? So uh, so now I call them hype videos, and, yeah, they love it. They look forward to the start of a new achievement standard, watching this trailer, getting excited by it, and then, and then yeah, we kind of unpack it and talk about it, and, yeah. So, no, it was really cool. What I, what I really liked about what you were saying there is you were talking about the software that you were using, and, you know, we've talked about the, the willingness to go out there and um, just – just jump into things and that is something that could have been particularly hard around building video because video is it's not easy to put together but you're saying that you found ways to just put you know you put the words in here you drop the video in here so I think if people are prepared to look for ways to be able to do things and ways to learn things it's actually a lot easier than people think it is it's not we can't view things like you know it's a mountain up there that we have to climb to get to where we want to be and just start small and there's always going to be support there's always going to be people trying to do the same thing as you there's always going to be people that have already done the same thing that you want to do it's all out there it's low risk i feel but i've been doing it for a while but um you obviously are prepared to jump in there and learn it which is awesome yeah and yeah and just saying to anyone you just got to give it a, a go really like you say it's it is low risk at the end of the day i mean what's the worst that can happen so yeah, yeah. just do it <laughs> What do you, I mean, you're obviously having success with these hype videos. What do you think the attraction of video in education is, both from a student and a teacher perspective? I know that for me, I'm a I'm YouTube man. I, I use YouTube a lot to reinforce my key points and my key concepts. Why do you think, what do you think the attraction is? Yeah, I just, I just think the attraction of video is, is, you know, it's, it's big, it's loud, it's beautiful, it's bold, it's in your face, it's, um, Teaching boys, I think, as well, you know, I don't want to label them. There's many different learning styles out there, obviously. But um, I personally, I'm I'm a visual learner, and I'd say a lot of boys obviously love the whole visual visualness of it and learn more from visual and listening. So I, I th- you know, like you say, YouTube's awesome. Boys will happily watch Fortnite on YouTube all night and things like that. So um, I just think, yeah, video boys visual. Um, just just works and you know it's it's just 
But no, it's just the whole visual thing, eh? Like, boys just love watching stuff and, you know, having loud music. They just love, yeah, yeah. They, they prefer to be watching things than writing things down. Most of them. I don't want to label them, but, yeah, most of them. So, yeah. What are, you, what are your three best tips for someone not currently using technology in the classroom? So how can they best go about embedding it within their practice in a way that is meaningful? So, I mean, we, we keep coming back to it, but... I personally think just obviously, I suppose it is a tip, but just give it a go. You know, um, it's, a, it's a different perspective um, on the traditional teaching using technology. You know, like you say, 69% of teachers over 40 is, is probably not what they they learn to, you know, um, teacher training college to do and things like that. And you just got to keep evolving, you know, and uh, what's the worst can happen. Um, yeah, just got to find something that works for them and basically own it. So, and yeah, like like I've done these hype videos now, and I personally hope or think I'm owning them, and I'll keep updating them and try and just make them better and more yeah. inviting and fun as you know as the years go on. But one of the first things I suppose I did was, um, you know, I, I think I saw it on Twitter or something was was the whole QR codes things. So I'll admit I don't really use them anymore, but that's that's something I I kind of jumped on and um, really really used them with my my guys to set up you know circuits. Um, in the gym and things like that because we had a couple of iPads and lots of lots of our kids had phones and things like that so I got them to get a you know a QR reader and things like that and yeah so so basically give it a go is, is my top tip and um, yeah and just find something that works for you and own it and make it yours and uh, make it work for you so that's a, yeah. I, I like that point you made there that last one um, find uh, find something that suits you so find something that you're passionate about that you want to learn that fits with your style and your delivery of teaching and, and make that happen. And for me, as a, as a young teacher, for me, that was flip learning and that became my thing and that's what I become an expert in and, and that gave me a lot of results in terms of student outcomes. So find a thing that interests you and learn to build um, your skill set of integrating technology around that passion. That's probably a really, a really easy way to go about it. Yeah, no, just, yeah, that's good. Second one probably would be, um, I suppose, as a tip as well. A second one would be to to ask for ask for help. I've said it a few times now. There's there's no shame in it whatsoever. Um, you know, ask other teachers, ask ask students. Um, yeah. So just, I suppose, yeah, no no shame in asking. Like we're, we're all learners along this journey, and. Um, yeah, so just just ask around. The, one of the first reasons I got onto uh, Instagram was um, I asked a student what made it so good. You know, what why why was everyone on Instagram? Because I didn't really know what it was. You know, I was still on Facebook and things like that. And and yeah, and he just said it was awesome. There's lots of pictures on it, and um, yeah, you could you kind of kind of hashtag and search things. And yeah, he just said it was full of visual content, and I thought that was a bit of me. And yeah, so that's that's why um, why I got on Instagram, but. Yeah, just just ask for help. Ask ask for help about anything, and ask the students. They'll happily teach you something or how to use technology. So, yeah. yeah. So they're, they're they're using it every day. If you're not, they'll happily teach you how to use it, and then go back to my first tip, which is give it a go and find something that you can you can work with. So, nice. yeah. Nice. And but and the, and the third one is probably yeah, search for an app that can help you do a process quicker than you're currently doing it. And um, as a result, you'll you'll work smarter, not harder, and you'll embrace it for sure, and and just make it work. So so yeah, find something. I suppose as what you said with with uh, tip one, but find something that 
um, you'll you'll embrace, you enjoy, that will help you, that you can work with, and yeah, and you definitely want to keep finding them and keep learning as a result of it. Yeah, if you can find a tool that makes you more efficient in the classroom, then it's it's removing barriers and it's making your job easier, and you're more likely to sustain the change in your teaching practice. And that's that's really simple, and it's an easy thing to do. Anyone can do it. Yep. So it's, uh, it's yeah. No boundaries, no barriers. Three good tips. No, good. Cool. <laughs> before, before we get to the last question, is there anything I might have missed that you want to mention or is there anything you want to ask me? Yeah, no, nah, not really. Um, just, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm I'm no expert on all of these. I'm, these are just, yeah, I'm just sharing ideas and things like that. You know, if, if some of these can help somebody somewhere, someplace, it's cool, but if some people think that's a load of rubbish and it doesn't work for them, that's cool as well. You know, it's, it's I'm easy either way, but yeah, I, I'm just, yeah, I just, I just like sharing things, sharing ideas, things that do work for me. I hope somebody, you know, it could help somebody else out somewhere around the world, around New Zealand that's struggling in one area, which might be engagement at the beginning of an achievement standard. Then a hype video is definitely <laughs> the way forward. Cause yeah, I've, I love, well, the kids love it. I love it as well. I like making them. So, so yeah, like, yeah, I'm no expert, but doing the best I can. And that's all we can do really at the end of the day. Cause yeah, yeah. So Exactly. And I think you're, I, I think in this episode, you'll get a lot of traction from your discussion around hype videos. I think they are really, I mean, when I go to, into a classroom and I speak to my kids about, oh, we start a new achievement standard. The first thing they ask is how many credits is it worth? And then they moan about how, how, oh, how many pages, sir? How yeah, many pages yeah. do I have to write? How much writing like, have I got to do? And all yeah, of this. Straight away. Yeah. Straight away. You've forgotten about the most important thing is, which is the learning that's going to take place. And if you can present them with a hype video that is exciting and gets them pumped up, then that, that's a win. That's a win. Definitely. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, it's good. All right, last question. What do you think is the answer to how we can encourage more educators to share their best practice and great ideas and successes on social media and the internet? Because there's not enough of us. We don't network enough. And um, it would be awesome if more of us were doing that. So what's the answer? It's a, a very good question. I don't know. Like you say, um, there's a lot of platforms as well. So, I mean, yeah, Instagram hasn't got that. At the moment, it's a lot of, um, I don't know, just funny means and people trying to sell pencils and things like that. But yeah, I do hope more teachers take it up and do share stuff. So I don't know. I suppose the answer is to, to keep encouraging people to share the good practices they're doing. Cause there's a lot of teachers tucked away wherever they are in the world, um, doing a lot of good stuff. And even if they don't think it's that good, it is good. And yeah, there's, yeah, just don't keep your practices stored away in some, cabinet somewhere yeah. just share them and um yeah the old uh, sharing is caring really and yeah there's a lot of good practices out there and um you could help someone somewhere someplace in their hour of need so yeah if i can help one person through something i'm happy you know so no that that's it and you know I, I, that was the reason i started this podcast was because there was all of this good practice going on that was hidden away not locked away but just hidden away from people who maybe were a little bit too shy to share or didn't see the value in what they're doing it's a really common thing that happens is that because it's us that we're doing it we don't perceive it to be very valuable but when somebody else hears you talk about what you're doing 
um, that's huge value. Like you do these, you've done these hype videos for three years. To you, it's probably just something that you whip up and push out and the kids get excited. But to, to me, when I hear it, man, that sounds awesome. And I wish I had the time and the, and the ability to put something like that together for my kids. Um, at, the, at the moment, that would be really hard for me, but it's something that I'm going to put on my agenda and try to get done over the next sort of term, see if I can whip something up, maybe term four for, for next year. It's That's really exciting to me. So, you know, it, it is about that that being able to step out, not, I guess step out of your comfort mm. zone and, and just prepare to share. I'll be honest, I have done that a bit today as well because, yeah, I, I didn't, yeah, I didn't think, some of the practices and some of the things I do, I've been doing was worth sharing almost, you know, but just, you know, watching some of your things and seeing what you're doing online and uh, your flip, flip um, learning and all of that, you know, it's, it's awesome stuff. And yeah, I didn't think what I was doing was anywhere near that. So just the whole thing of, yeah, just I don't know, back yourself and yeah, yeah, what you're doing is, is yeah. good, good enough. And yeah. And you can help someone somewhere, someplace. So yeah. All right, Henry. I, I just want to thank you for taking the time out. You know, it's it's is it Wednesday? It's Wednesday. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's been a crazy week already. It's uh, it's eight thirty p.m. Um, you know, a crazy week. It's week two of term three. It's one of our busiest terms of the year, and you've taken the time out to um, come along and have a chat about some of the really cool things you're doing. And I'm particularly impressed with the hype videos. I, I love the fact that you're somebody also who goes out and shares regularly on Instagram because I think that's a platform that's just it's getting bigger and bigger. As much as I enjoy Twitter as well, I think if we can have more people on Instagram, then um, I'll be a happy chappy. So you're, you're embracing that and it's awesome. Um, and I think you're doing some really good stuff. So what I'm going to do as well is I'll put your Instagram um, handle and your Twitter and all of that within the show notes and uh, maybe even we'll talk after this and we might put your email in there as well so people can contact you if they need any help any support support around those hot videos um, so yeah thank you mate it's, it's easy no thank you for having me so to speak and uh, yeah no it's been awesome to I suppose I have met you meet you and uh, yeah keep doing the good stuff you're doing and yeah no, I'd, I'd love to come down to Wellington sometime and almost yeah catch up with you guys down there and yeah meet up and yeah do all that stuff at, at some point one day <laughs> when no, uh, things are obviously very busy but yeah i'd love to so a no, bit of pd good, and mate. things so yeah, yeah no thank you yeah. very much and yeah if i can ever help anyway just yell out excellent excellent thank you